Season 1, Episode 7, Little Green Men, written by Becky Sabetta. On July 14, 2017, the world as we Earthlings knew it changed forever, though no one realized it at the time. It was one of the clearest nights that the sprawling neighborhoods of Kirkfield, Connecticut had seen all summer. Some even said that they could see other planets. But that night, they saw a shooting star. NASA hadn't predicted it. No local stargazing groups had, either. It wasn't even predicted by the planetarium. Still, it quickly filled up local Instagram feeds and showed up on the news the next day, only to be long forgotten by the time school rolled around in the fall. But anyone who knew anything about astronomy knew that there was something special about this shooting star, because while it streaked across the sky like a shooting star, there was one major difference. It was bright purple, and shooting stars are rarely bright purple. September 29th, 2019. Dear Diary, today was, I don't even know where to begin, and everything I thought could never happen happened, and I still can't believe it's all true. Today started out as a normal Sunday. Oliver had plans of Lucy, but being alone isn't new to me. I've spent most of the past three years feeling alone. Being without Oliver made me realize how much of that I had forgotten. Well, I went to the library. I wanted to try understanding Roswell more, and I wanted to see if I could find anything in their space collection. I might have even gone to the computers, but... Well... I made a new friend at the library. It's Harper Bird. Harper's a little... scary sometimes, but she's not that bad once you talk to her. And she believes in aliens, too. Talking to her felt like taking a weight off of my chest. Oliver understands most of me, but Harper understands that part of me that he doesn't. She saw me looking through the photos I had taken. We talked a little, and then we decided to go to the crash site together. We stopped at my house on the way there. I felt nervous the entire time we were in it. And then we went to the site. I showed her the wreckage. There was a look on her face that... that scared me a little when she saw it. She always comes across as intimidating, but something about this look felt different. I'm probably just imagining things, but it, it doesn't matter. I know I'll remember this day, just as well as the ones where I saw the ship shoot across the sky and found the crash site, but I need to record this. Today was when everything I ever wanted came true. I know I saw a spaceship crash. I know I saw the wreck. But part of me doubted what I saw, right up until I saw it. I saw an alien. It wasn't like in all the stories of alien encounters. We stood there and stared at each other, almost like neither of us could believe that this moment was actually happening. The alien looked like the inflatable balloons at fairs, or the cute alien emojis, but the skin color was wrong. Aliens aren't little green people, they're little gray people. We were a few feet away from each other, so I couldn't tell exactly how tall it was. But it couldn't have been taller than my chest, and I'm not that big of a person. Its skin was the same shade of gray as the clouds on a stormy day, and its eyes were entirely black. 
It looked like something straight out of Hollywood. But I knew it had to be real. Maybe it isn't the right word for the alien. I don't think aliens are stupid creatures. Seeing the wreck, I think they're smarter than we are. We can't create something like that, and we haven't even set foot on Mars. But I have no idea how to tell an alien's gender, so I guess I'll just call the alien a they for now? Well, after we stared at each other, the alien ran. I tried to follow, but they know the woods better than I do. I wasn't able to catch up. Harper had already started walking home by then. I... I had no proof this time. Nothing to say that I really did see an alien. But that couldn't have been an hallucination, could it? It wasn't a glimpse of something moving in the trees. We looked right into each other's eyes. I've tried calling Harper. She isn't picking up. I tried calling Oliver too, even though I know he doesn't believe me. My call went to voicemail. Neither one of them are answering my texts. I need to talk to someone about what I saw. But it's just me again. I have the most incredible secret, but no one to share it with. I know I should probably tell Reem. We... we haven't really talked lately. I feel like all I've been focusing on is the ship, but I don't know what else to talk to him about. And I'm not going to tell him before I'm absolutely sure of what I saw. I need to go back. If I was the alien, I wouldn't have stayed near the wreck. But maybe if I'm lucky, I'll see them there. We could talk. I don't know about what, but I have to get closure if I want to focus in school tomorrow. The sun is beginning to set. I can see it peeking above the trees. I should hurry, but I don't want to miss the alien if they're somewhere in the woods. I'm almost at the wreck. I can see it ahead of me. There's no one here. I knew there wasn't going to be, but... Maybe the alien isn't the problem. Maybe I'm the problem, and that's the reason why Oliver and Harper don't want to talk to me right now. I just wish I knew how to fix things. Wait, there's something sticking out of the wreck. I didn't see it the last time I was here. I must have moved it with my foot. It looks like it's from the inside of the ship. I'm not sure what it is, but there's a button on it. I probably should- Entry number four. Holy sh- I thought I knew what fear felt like. My world fell apart. I saw bodies, I saw destruction, and all I could do was watch from the windows. I ran through hallways, fueled by adrenaline and the knowledge that everything I knew in a moment of time I couldn't predict, and that I might not even make it out alive. I was terrified of being alone. But that wasn't true terror. True terror is staring out into an endless abyss of stars and darkness, trying to find a home among a million unfamiliar worlds. I know the names of them all. I could tell you about their politics, about their people, and about all the things that my world has to do with theirs. But I can't tell you if they're safe. I can't tell me if they're safe. Products? Oh, hi, Nad. 
There's another alien? Are you alright? I've been calling you for the past five minutes. Oh, yeah, um, I was just recording another entry. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk about something else? Something to get your mind off of? Do you remember the first day after I made you? Is she a robot? Or some other kind of artificial life form? Of course I do. I remember everything from the first moment you put the part into place. You took me to the forest that overlooks the capital. You said I was being stupid. I did. But I was also only a day old. I should get some leeway for that. I was also only nine. And I wasn't supposed to leave home. <laughs> That's very true. But looking back, that forest was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It was such a simple, normal place, but it felt like you were showing me an entirely new world. When we got to the cliff that looked right down on all of the little buildings and people, I thought I'd never see anything more impressive. We've done so much since then, but that's the thing that always sticks to me when I'm sorting through my memory banks. Do you think it'll be like that when we find our new home, Nad? I think we can only hope. Yeah. I'll go make you some dinner while you finish recording. I think I'm almost done. I'll be out there in a minute. Thanks. Thanks for distracting me. Of course. I'll always be there to help you. That's what best friends do. And when we do find a new home... I'll be there for you then, too. I... Hey. When he started, I thought I could share this. But... I can't share this. This isn't right. I need to think. Nothing I ever read prepared me for something like this. He sounded so scared and young. If aliens are like humans, then he has to be around my age. This isn't what the stories have always said. He's not trying to observe humans. He was trying to run away. And I started drawing attention to... Oh, God. I... I need to go home. I need to figure out what I'm going to do.
Extraterrestrial is an indie podcast written and produced by Becky Sabetta. Becky also voices Charlie Hart. Benedict Pavlovsky provides the voice for Codex, and Julianne George is the voice of Nadira. All music in this episode is by Becky Sabetta. All sound effects in this episode are courtesy of Zapsplat. Episodes are posted on the first Saturday of every month on Buzzsprout, Spotify, and wherever else you can access your podcasts. Check out more about Extraterrestrial and the work that went into it on its Instagram at extraterrestrial.podcast. You can also find similar content over on its Tumblr at extraterrestrialpodcast.tumblr.com or in its Twitter at The Extra Podcast. Thank you for listening.